We've got the latest edition of the TDN 100. And boy, do we got some log jams at some positions. That's the focus of today's TDN Daily. And welcome into the Tuesday edition of the TDN Daily Podcast. Chris Schuber back with you here once again on the show. Hope everyone is having a great start to their Tuesday. The latest TDN 100 dropped yesterday. We've got a lot of content coming uh, in that regard. But share my thoughts on some of the bigger takeaways from the latest edition, the post-senior bowl drop of the TDN 100. But before we dive into that, got to tell you about our friends over at BetOnline who remain your number one source for all of your sports betting this season. And at BetOnline, you're always going to find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends with live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. BetOnline is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. Just head on over to the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Just make sure to use our promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. BetOnline, where the game starts. And each drop of the TDN 100 is different in a lot of ways. There are different metrics that can uh, impact the way that the TDN 100 can fluctuate from month to month, right? The December update is normally right. The December and January updates are right after the season is over. There's not a lot of games left to be played. That is the update after the last bit of actual game tape has been put on film, right? That is when there are no more games to be played. There's no more additional tape to be added. This update here in February is the post-Senior Bowl update, and it's always interesting to see how that will be impacted because there's only a certain group of guys that are going to go to the senior bowl right underclassmen uh, who have not graduated yet are not eligible to go so you have players that are going to be viewed very highly and are going to be mainstays of the teeny 100 but they don't have this additional data point that other players do that go to the senior bowl and ball out and play really well and rise their their draft profile their draft stock or in the other ways that go there and struggle in the senior bowl I mean, players who are sitting at home they can't raise their draft stock but they also can't lower their draft stock so it's always intriguing to me to see how the TDN scouting staff Joe Kyle Brentley Damian Keith value and put weight on what they saw in Mobile a couple of weeks ago they don't want to overdo it you don't want to underdo it you want to properly move these guys based on the way that they would play. And I certainly think it's not a surprise that there are two stories over on the Draft Network right now. Uh, Joe wrote a story about the five biggest risers in February's uh, TD100. And Kyle broke down the 12 new NFL prospects that are in the February TDN100. 58% of the 12 from Kyle's story, Senior Bowl participants, Tajay Spears, DeMarvian Overshone, Byron Young, Tyreek Stevenson, Jaden Reed, Sidney Brown, Keanu Benton. That's a pretty healthy chunk of the list that is up in the new members, new arrivals to the TD100, showing that there is some value to being there in person, being able to see those players. Tajay Spears is a player that we've talked about a lot here uh, on, on both this show and Draft Dudes about a player that we were really excited to see, and he went down there and he balled out. He was clearly the best running back that anybody saw down there in Mobile. Well, guess what? That earns you a spot in a TD100. He's ranked 97th. He's right now RB6 for TDN. That feels about right, considering the injury history, the ACL stuff. You you want the the, the clear medicals to be you want the medicals to be clear. You want to get a clean bill of health there. You want to make sure that all that stuff checks out. But clearly a top 100 player and balled out. It's Marvin Overshone, part of a linebacker group there at, at the Senior Bowl that a lot of them balled out. And a lot of them should probably uh, be on this list. But there's only 100 spots, and it's tough to leave some players off. 
Uh, Jaden Reed, wide receiver from Michigan State, was one of the best wide receivers of his group uh, at practice. Constantly uh, showcased his skills. These are the players that made big strides, and this is where the Senior Bowl helped them. But not rated too highly. Tajay Spears, player number 97. DeMarvin Overshone, number 95. Uh, Jaden Reed, number 82. So these are players outside the top 100, have a good Senior Bowl, yet you still have the questions that you maybe had on tape that led you to have them not being a, a top 100 player. But you know what? You play well. You play well in person against high competition in high-pressure, high-stress environments. You get moved up the board a little bit, and all of those players are inside the top 100, but none of them are higher than the three that I mentioned. None of them are higher than... 80 overall. The highest player on the list, I think, is 62nd overall on the list. So it's not like a player went from being completely off the board to completely all the way inside the top 50, top 30, top 20, right? That didn't happen. And so that is where I think you see the don't want to overdo it with some of these players, but you do want to give them a nice bump. And when you look at the five biggest risers, and we'll go through these guys one at a time, but Luke Musgrave, tight end at Oregon, moved up 54 spots. Yeah, was dominant at the Senior Bowl. Checked the 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 physical box. 6054, 254, 32 and 5 eighths arms, 10 and a half inch hands. He was dominant. You noticed him when he was out there. He, he, he was the talk of every single practice report that we did, both on the Twitter feed. I think uh, we mentioned him every day on Draft Dudes. I mentioned him every day here on TDN Daily. So this is a guy who... I think the questions that needed to be answered was the guy only played two games, and so you don't get, you not couldn't get a good look at him. Well, being able to see him up close and in person, and you see the dominance, you see the way that he moves, you see the fluidity, you see the size. There's a lot to like. There is, there's a reason why he moved up this far. He's now a top 25 player. He's 23rd on the TDN 100. Keon White went from. 30 jumped up 33 spots. He's a top 35 player. He's 31st on the list. Again, another guy who you want to bet on traits, senior bowl, played really well, measured well, showed those flashes. Boom, he moves up 33 spots to number 31. Matthew Bergeron moves up 27 spots to be a top 60 player, 56th on the list. Offensive tackle out of Syracuse. He had a good week at the Senior Bowl. Julius Brents, you heard me talk about him here on the show as well. He moved up 26 spots to be a top 50 player, number 48 on the TD100. All of these players shined not just one day, not just a flash, but every single day at practice. I think they got better and better and better as the week went on, and those three players moved up the board. And it shouldn't shock you that those are the names that were the biggest risers, and that uh, reflects the impact that the Senior Bowl had on these players, but it also reflects the, yeah, these guys balled out, these guys deserve to, to move up. Now, I will tell you, the other big takeaway that I have from the latest TDM 100 is some of the positional log jams that we have. And I'm going to do some, you guys know I love doing this on the show. I love doing rough math. But the corner groups got a lot of people. There are a lot of corners in the latest TDM 100. I'm counting as we speak to see how many in total there were. There are 15, if my math is correct, 15 corners inside the TDN 100. There are four inside the top 20, five inside the top 25, six inside the top 30 at the corner position, a position that you're going to want to file away as one that is going to be a logjam. And I'm going to be fascinated to see not just the way our scouts Stack this board when all is said and done, when pro days are done, when combines and uh, combines are done, when we see team visits, when information starts to trickle out about who teams are, are, are fans of, how this board begins to stack up. Because I think you could talk to six or seven or eight different people in the NFL draft space who watch film, who watch tape on all these players, and you could get a different answer of who they think the best corner in this class is going to be. 
that just shows you the depth. I mean, because all these corners are not going to go in the first round. I mean, there are you know there are five six with a top thirty rank in, in TD one hundred. I don't know if six corners go in the first round. I think four and a half is probably a really good number. If you if the you know friends over at Bet Online draft props, uh, that's a pretty good number for how many corners will go over or under four and a half. I mean, you think Christian Gonzalez, Joey Porter Jr., Devin Witherspoon are probably three locks. Then you would need two of the rest of the group of Cam Smith, Keely Ringo, Clark Phillips, Emmanuel Forbes, and then maybe Julius Prince or, or uh, Caillou Blue Kelly, or, or the next group. But you see how many names I listed, and I didn't mention DJ Turner. I didn't mention Garrett Wilson, uh, Garrett Williams. I didn't mention uh, Deontay Banks, who could potentially be a first round. Player. I mean, you've got so many options here at that position, but that's not the only position that feels that way. Want to look at the edge players in this draft class? A lot of players there as well. I'm going to do some, again, apologies because I'm going to have to do math. But I think it's pretty close to the same number that we just had in corners. We had 15 corners. I'm already getting pretty close to 10 in my count right now. And I'm way past 10. 17. Again, if the math is incorrect, it's off by one or two. Please spare me. I'm doing the math here in real time. But 17 edge rushers here in the TD and 100. Three top 10 players are edge players. Will Anderson Jr., Miles Murphy, and Tyree Wilson. Four in the top 30. You add Nolan Smith in there. Keon White, Lucas Van Ness, Derek Hall are 31, 32, and 33, respectively, on that board as well. You have another position that has a lot of depth. If you're looking for help on the defensive side of the ball, if you're looking for help at two very important positions, you talk about building the franchise. You need a quarterback, you need a left tackle, you need a corner, you need an edge rusher, right? Those are the four pillars. Well, guess what? If you need the edge or corner pillar, you've got a golden opportunity this draft to be able to find good quality players, but also find depth. And that might allow you to prioritize different positions early if the depth isn't as good at those positions because of the depth that you have later on with the edge, with the corners. But these are two groups that it just feels every time we do a TD100 update, there are more players that enter the chat at those positions. I mean, just looking at the 12 new additions, you have one corner, two corner, three three corners. Three corners entered the TD100 that weren't in there before. So we were at 12. So we were at 10% of the TD100 was corners. We just added three more. So that's another position that I'm keeping an eye on. The edge, the corner, and I, we're gonna the, the third group we're going to talk about. And it's a group that we talked about with Luke Musgrave. Another position that I'm going to be fascinated to see the way it stacks. There aren't as many as the other two positions. There's only six. But when I think of this tight end class, you could ask a couple of different people, and you are going to get different answers of who the, who the top tight end is. Some are going to say Michael Mayer. Some are going to say Luke Musgrave. Some are going to say Darnell Washington. You might even get some Dalton Kincaid. And Tucker Craft, also a top 50 player. There are four, five tight ends in the top 50 of the TD100. Again, 10% of the top 50 are tight ends for the latest edition of TDN100. And you've got different style players. Michael Mayer, Luke Musgrave, Darnell Washington, Dalton Kincaid, Tucker Craft, all different kinds of tight ends and fit a different variety of skill sets that could be retrofitted to whatever your team needs. But I look at some of the positional depth. We just named 17 edge players. What did I say? 15 corners. That's 30, call it 32, 33 players. Almost 40 players of the TDN 100 are consolidated into the three positions of edge, corner, and tight end. There's there's your depth, folks. Those are the three positions where the depth feels really, really real 
this season. Now, this is going to fluctuate. There are going to be pro days. There are going to be combines. We're going to get information on different team needs, and, and maybe some medical stuff will come out about a player or two, and that will rise or drop, and this will change. But as we sit here with what? Two more updates to the TD100 before draft season, the post-combine one in March, and then probably one final one in the beginning of April before the draft. This feels like it. This feels like the three groups that you, if you if you have a position of need of those three, you're going to feel pretty good because you're going to get out. You're going to get out of Kansas City. You're going to leave Kansas City. You're going to leave the 2023 NFL draft feeling pretty good about those positions if those are positions of need. And again, the thing that I love the most about this is what does this do for the other positions? Does it push positions that are, are, are scarce, that have less depth? Does it push them up the board and do players start to fall, right? Do players that we think are clearly first-round players, do they fall maybe five or six spots more than we thought they were going to because of the way the positional value and the way the positional depth game plays itself out? And oh, by the way, you have free agency, you have trades, you have all that stuff that could happen that could doesn't change the TD100, but it can change the way the team stack these positions and could change the team needs, and that could push these guys down the board even more. This is where you get into the chess match of the draft. This is where you get into all of the moving pieces of the puzzle. Free agency, your draft capital, what you are able to acquire via a trade if you try to go a, a different direction to, a, to uh, fill a player need, cap space, all of those things change the picture. So right now, a team could have... A bunch of needs. Those needs could change by the time the draft rolls around. And to me, that's the best part of this puzzle is we sit here with incomplete information and we try to stack it all up. But to me, with this latest TDN 100 release, those are the three positions that are clear-cut takeaways for me. We'll have the quarterback conversation at some point. I'm still not ready, I think, to weigh in on who the, the best quarterback in this class is going to be. But when you look at depth, when you look at positions that are just taking up sheer volume of space in the TDN 100, I look at edge, I look at corner, and I look at tight end. If those are if those are needs for your teams this offseason, you might you're gonna feel pretty good about one of the players that you get in the 2023 NFL draft. That's gonna do it for us here on the Tuesday edition of the podcast. Appreciate you making this uh, show a part of your day. Uh, the deep dive into the TD 100. My my biggest takeaways from what we got this week from the TD and scouting staff. Uh, a great week of shows uh, planned here. The rest of the way we got a uh, mock draft to talk about tomorrow. Maybe we'll get into some of the. We've got all the coaches. All the coaches have been hired. Jonathan Gannon is going to be the next head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, so maybe probably the Thursday episode of the show we'll dive into all of those coaching hires and we'll grade them and we'll give all of them a grade here uh, to get us started into the offseason. And the darkness retreat hasn't started yet. I thought it, I thought it did. It does not start until later in the week, so we'll be on Darkness Retreat Watch as well here as the offseason continues. So thanks to you for making this show a part of your day, rating, reviewing, subscribing. Thanks to Bet Online for their continued support of the podcast. I hope everybody has a great rest of their Tuesday. I will talk to you all tomorrow.